like to ask you to turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, we're going to uh, just pick up on a study tonight. Uh, my, my, my proposition tonight is, why do we sin? Why do we sin? Did anybody ever ask themselves a question? You do something and you get done and you go, why did I do that? I know, I'm getting to that age now where I walk into the bedroom and I, what am I in here for? Right. But I'm talking about something a little bit more um, uh, perplexing than that, that, that you say something. How many, how many times have you ever maybe said something, and after you said it, you realized, I can't just take that back. Did that come out of my mouth, or was it in my head? But you can tell by the shock on the person's face you're talking to that you actually said it, and now you realize, hmm, I may have just hurt somebody. Ever been? Am I the only one? What? Okay, all right, I'm... I'm feeling all lonely up here now, and I'm starting to feel like I need to sit down and let, let Greg come up here and preach or something. Um, listen, I, I, I've been you know, kind of working through this, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, as the Lord was kind of working in my heart, I was reading through Genesis, and, and things just started popping out to me in this passage of Scripture. And I was like, man, this is, this is just simple, practical stuff. And um, I thought it would be something that would be good for us to look at tonight. So Genesis chapter 3, uh, verses 1 to 7, I, I want to kind of, as an introduction, we all, we all kind of understand, many of us that have been in church for any length of time, we understand what the book of Genesis is, but we have to consider there may be people watching online or people here tonight that may not have a, a great understanding of the totality of Scripture. Genesis is the first book of the Bible, and we see in the beginning of Genesis that God, in chapter 1, Himself speaks the world into existence. He takes seven literal days to create what we get to enjoy today. The cool thing is he actually did it in six days, and on the seventh day he rested. Not because he was tired, but because he was setting an example. And as we look in the Scriptures and we see what happens in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, we see that God puts man in the Garden of Eden that has been created, and God tells him, listen, I want you to stay here, and I want you to dress it, and I want you to keep it. And in the process of creating and, and putting man in the Garden of Eden, he says, listen, he says, Adam, there is one tree in this garden that I don't want you to eat from, and it is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, we don't know what kind of fruit this tree had on it. I know when you watch movies, it's always like an apple, right? Um, but I, it could have been something, uh, you know, it could have been a, a tree of cats or something, because cats are wicked. Um, it, it could be something that is horrible that, uh, that I have a cat, okay? It's, it's okay. Okay. Um, we have no idea what the fruit of this tree was. But what we do know is that God set two trees in that garden. One specifically, one was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which he told Adam, do not eat of that tree. And the other one was the tree of life. And as we read the story in Genesis, we come to Genesis chapter 3, and we see that right from the beginning, Mankind is going to be tested as to whether they believe and trust what God says. So we come to Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, that is the serpent, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die, 
For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eye, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat it, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and that they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. So the question is, why do we sin? Well, I think Eve gives us a breakdown here fairly, fairly simply of why we end up allowing sin into our life. Now, I'd like to kind of jump into this um, first and foremost to say, that, that understand Adam and Eve were created in the garden. We all there? There was no sin in the world. None. God created Adam and Eve with a free will. They could trust and obey him, or they could choose to not trust him, and they could disobey him. That's where they were put in the garden. That's how he created them. God is not going to make you obey him. That's not who God is. He gives us a free will. And in our lives, I, want, I just want to state very clearly, the difference if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the difference between you and what we see here tonight with Adam and Eve is, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit living in me. And as I am making decisions in my life, I am to let the Holy Spirit be the one guiding and directing me. And the idea is that I need to live in submission to God's Spirit living in me so that I make wise choices and so that I don't pursue sin. Now, Adam and Eve didn't have the Holy Spirit living in them. They had a free will and no sin in the world. As we look at this passage of Scripture, I just I, honestly, I, I don't plan on being real long tonight, and I know you might laugh about that, but after 60 verses this morning, I'm tired. You don't even realize how hard it is to fit 60 verses into 35 or 40 minutes, guys. I mean, really, it is a challenge. Why, why do we sin? We sin because, first of all, we flirt with temptation. We flirt with temptation. If you look at in verse 1 here, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. She started talking about something that she didn't need to be talking about. She started thinking about something she didn't need to be thinking about. What happens in our lives as believers is I genuinely believe that, that many in our church, I, I, I hope in my heart all, we, we daily take time to read the Word of God or to listen to maybe a podcast or watch a YouTube or we, we, we do something to engage with God in biblical learning and training so God can speak into our life. Do you follow me? And we also take time to pray. I hope you take time to pray because the truth is we cannot, we cannot battle the temptations of sin that are, we are going to face if we have not gotten into the Word of God and not spent time in prayer. It's just, listen, in our own power, we can have self-discipline for some things, but guys, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There are principalities and powers in this world that are out to derail us in our spiritual journey 
and our effectiveness to reach people with Jesus Christ. And you and I both know that Satan would love nothing more than to damage our reputation, our testimony, so that as we try to reach people with Jesus Christ, they question us in our character. That's what he desires. He, he desires to, to break in and steal and pillage our life. And guys, if we're going to put the defenses up in our life that we need to have, it needs to start out with the Word of God and prayer. And by the way, there's something I'm learning as I get older. Meditation is valuable. Not just about reading the Word of God and not just about praying and talking to God, but shutting up and listening to what He's saying. I'm finding out it's something that I've never really had a discipline in, and it's something that as I continue to grow, and as I talk to other pastor friends who who are, are, are just experiencing this, it's helping me to understand the value of getting alone and getting out and, and shutting up and shutting down. It's helping me understand the, the necessity to have a day of rest. That day you meditate, but daily we need to take time to read the Word, to pray, and to meditate, to shut up and let the whole... I know that's a strong word, but we need to be quiet and ask God to speak through the Holy Spirit to our hearts and lives about what's going on under our hood and what we need to change, what we need to strengthen, where we need to go, maybe who we need to send a text to today, maybe who we need to visit, maybe who we need to give the gospel to. But if we're so busy just reading and praying and moving on with our life, we never take the time to meditate and be quiet and let the Holy Spirit speak to us in this way. So when we look at the Word of God, we must understand first and foremost, we sin because we flirt with temptation. And guys, if we are going to face the battle against temptation, it's going to start with the Word of God and prayer and meditation, understanding the goals for the day. The second thing I see in this passage is, why do, we, why do we sin? Well, it's because we flirt with temptation. The second thing, we don't know God's word. It's that simple. If you look in, in verse 2, it says, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now, she kind of knew God's word, but God didn't say that if you, eat, if you even touch it, you'll die. God said that if you eat it. So when we look in the, in the passage in verse 2 here, if you look over at chapter 2, verse 17, it says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Does it say anything about touching it? Okay. She added to God's word. Why? Well, maybe because she didn't know it. Some commentators would say that she added that as an extra layer of protection so that she would not, if she, if she didn't touch it, she wouldn't eat it. But we have to be careful. There's, a whole, there's whole religious systems built on people adding to God's word, aren't there? Come on, guys, we, we have got to be careful and we have got to stay focused on what God has instructed. Know God's word. 
The way we're going to overcome temptation is knowing his word and knowing exactly what he says. By the way, overcoming temptation, as I was studying this, one of the things that came into my mind, knowing God's word, is one of the things I know, I look back on my life now and I realize, is that there are things that I thought were scriptural and biblical that the Bible doesn't say. And what happened is because I implemented those extra biblical things into my life, well, if you didn't do the extra biblical things I did, well, then you're just not a good Christian. I had pride issues. I was trying to make myself feel better and look better than the others around me because I tried adding to what God's expectation was. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with putting safeguards in your life. There's nothing wrong with taking extra steps, especially if you know there's an area that you are drawn to. However, to expect everybody else to, same, to take the same precaution you take because you think it's necessary in your life, that's not biblical and that's not scriptural. And we have to be careful when we know God's Word, we need to know God's Word and what it says not just for us, but for how we need to relate and interact with everyone around us. How about the next thing we see here? Why do we sin? Well, it's because we flirt with temptations, because we don't know God's Word. How about the third thing? We believe lies about sin's consequences. <laughs> and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Pretty basic sermon tonight, isn't it? We don't believe, and we don't calculate. We don't honestly think that sin is going to have the consequences that we're told it will have. 